welcome to Mastering the Attention Economy podcast. I'm your host, Ari Lewis. Twice a week, we interview entrepreneurs, executives, and industry leaders on how to break through the noise and capture the audience's attention. Today's guest is Alex Wachowski. Alex is the creator of Alex and Books, a brand focusing on finding and sharing amazing books and inspiring people to become readers. Today's guest is Alex Wachowski. He's known as the book guy on Twitter and Instagram. His Instagram has over 40,000 followers, and he just released a new book on reading books. Really excited today. So Alex, let's just jump right into things. You know, first off, um, you know, why are you the book guy? Why, why should everyone be reading books? Totally. Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. And secondly, uh, I think everyone should read books because books have such a high signal to noise ratio. Like when you look at the news, it makes you informed, but books make you educated. And so I'm known as the book guy because I've been running Alex and books for about three years now. And I've read over 130 books so far. And this is coming from someone who is not a reader. Like in high school and college, I was on the basketball team. I was on the volleyball team. Like I almost never read a, read a book, but I went on something called the reader's journey and I became a reader. And now I try to inspire other people to become readers as well. And I try to teach them lessons on how to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's great to hear. And obviously, you know, you describe yourself as, as not a book guy. You know, one of the things in your book is you talk about all these successful leaders. You know, you have this one story about Elon Musk, how he read all the time. You know, why do you think successful, you know, entrepreneurs, executives were readers? What, what, what drove them to, to do that? And how has it helped their career? Yeah, that's a great question and something I mentioned in the book. If you look at a lot of successful individuals, whether it's uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, uh, Elon Musk, all of them are readers. And there's old quote that goes, uh, not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And that's because when you read, you're learning from the experts in their field. Like you're downloading like decades of information into your brain. Like books are written by people who, let's say, they've been studying a specific field for 10 years and they take all that knowledge and and narrow it down into like 100 or 200 pages. And then you could buy that book for 10 or $15 and basically learn almost everything they know. So it's such a great way to absorb information. And you're it's the second best way, like, almost like, we don't have access to the mentors. But we can get, um, we could buy their book and basically learn directly for them. So it's a great way to learn. And it doesn't really matter what, what field or what you want to learn about. There's a book on almost every single topic out there. So whether it's business, like how to start a business, whether it's how to create better habits, whether it's getting in shape, uh, whether it's eating healthy, like anything you want to accomplish in life, there's a book out there that will help you do that. So, you know, one of, I think maybe the criticisms, I don't know if that's the right word about books, is that, right, they're so long and now in this, you know, economy, everyone's fighting for attention, as, as I like to say, you know, there's tweets, there's short form articles, you know, Gen Z is on TikTok watching seven second videos. You know, why should someone sit down and, and read a 200 page book? What, what are they getting from that that they can't get from, you know, that same article about habits that they're getting from a, a 200, you know, page book on habits versus a, a one page article on habits? Totally. So I look at all those things like social media and uh, TikTok, as you mentioned, it's kind of like a dopamine, dopamine snack. Like it feels good as at the moment. But you, like, you have to constantly repeat it to get that feel-good uh, feeling. But with books, it's something like it's a long-term investment. So <clears throat> like reading one book won't change your life. But if you read several books, it will have a huge impact on you. 
And when you look at people's attentions, uh, like for example, Joe Rogan, his podcasts are like two, three, or sometimes four hours long. And now we have something called audiobooks where you could listen to like the author and you could read the book that way. So I think we're finding out that people, some people do want that short little snack and just spend a few minutes on social media. But a lot of people want that long form conversation. They want to become educated. And there's a lot of options out there, whether it's like an audiobook or some people prefer the physical book, like which I do. So I meant you talk about, you know, physical books versus audiobooks. You know, do you think people who listen to audiobooks are, you know, not really diving deep enough into it while physical books, you know, they're more uh, in tune with the content and, and really paying more attention? Or do you think it doesn't matter? Well, uh, we'll start, I think, as long as you're reading, whether it's a physical book or audiobook, uh, if you're reading, that's great. And you should, uh, you should try to find the format that works best for you. Because like, I know people that the only thing they listen to is audiobooks, they don't read books. And like, I encourage people to explore different options and see what you like. Uh, personally, I prefer physical books, print books, because I actually like to uh, highlight what I read. I like to take notes. Uh, I like to write inside the book and like go back to the book and keep it on my library, which is harder to do with an audiobook. So there's a little bit of a debate around that. But I would say as long as you're reading and you're learning and you're enjoying uh, the process of reading or listening in this case, uh, I think that's a positive. Yeah. So, you know, one of the conversations that I seem to have with many on the guests on here is that they're known as, you know, the X guy or the X girl. So you've coined yourself as, you know, the book guy. Do you think that is good for your brand or bad for your brand in that you're, you know, pigeonholing yourself into that one thing? So I would say, even though it sounds like I'm pigeonholing myself, it's a very general category because I'm not saying just self-help books or business books. I'm saying books in general because I'm interested in a lot of different genres. So I read uh, business books, uh, psychology books, a lot of philosophy books, a lot of writing books. So I try to read books in different genres and try to find the best books in those categories and share them. And I'm not just reading books. I'm encouraging other people to read books. So I'm, I'm not really narrowing myself down into like one specific category. I think books is such a broad category and that if I become known as the book guy, I think that's a, a win at the end of the day. So, you know, one of the things that I'm really curious to know is how do you differentiate yourself from, you know, others out there who who talk about, you know, I review books or I'm interested in books, you know, why, why you, what, what makes you different than, you know, your so-called quote unquote competitors out there? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would say you try to be as transparent and authentic as possible. So if you look at my Twitter, I'll, I'll be very transparent, like um, about the book process. So how long it took me to write a book, how much it cost me, uh, how much I made from my books, what I'm going to do with the profits, how I'm going to reinvest them. So that's one, just being transparent. Uh, two is being authentic. I think once you get big enough, people could tell whether you're faking it or you're actually enjoying it. Like I actually enjoy reading. I enjoy sharing the books I read. So I think those are two traits. And I think being the fact that I'm someone that I wasn't always a reader, but I became a reader. A lot of people could relate to that. And a lot of people might hear my story and they'll say, oh, you know, I'm not a reader. I don't consider myself as a reader, but learning about his story was kind of inspirational. And I get those kind of uh, DMs or comments all the time. Like, hey, you inspired me to start my first book. You inspired me to read again. And I think just uh, sharing your story is a great way to make yourself unique and separate yourself from the competition.
Yeah. So there's two things that I want to hone in there that I really enjoyed you saying, you know, the first thing is transparency. I think we have sort of, you know, what I call the creator economy where all these, you know, creators like yourself are sharing their stats, sharing how much money they make. And then you talked about authenticity, you know, can you, can you go deeper into why you do that and how that resonates with the audience and is helping build your following? Yeah. So I think, if you look back maybe 10 or 20 years ago, celebrities were kind of like uh, these figures that had this mystique around them that people couldn't really contact, couldn't really relate to. And now like the modern day celebrity or influencer is someone that's very similar to you. So I'll, you know, someone DMs me or comments me, I'll respond to them. Uh, if someone asks me what I'm reading, I'll share that on Goodreads or Instagram. And I like, I don't really look at my followers as like a number. I try to look at them as people because that's what they are. And not just people, but like friends. So like I look at whoever's following me as like uh, just a virtual friend, someone who's interested in reading and I would treat them the same way online as I would in person. So just being like a friendly person and uh, treating people with kindness and respect will go a long way. Yeah, I love that. That's really, you know, a great comment. I think, you know, one of the things though that I'm, I'm curious about is, you know, that approach to, you know, friendship, how do you convert that though into into revenue? Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to make your living somewhere. And you know, you started this book. Um, a, I'd love for you to share with the listeners, you know, how that's doing. But two, you know, how do you make sure that you know you're you're keeping that friendship, but also you know, making a living and, and sustaining off what you're trying to do? Totally. So this is definitely like a long term game. Like being content creator is not something you could do in the short term. Like I'm sure you know this. Like Going viral will get you a lot of impressions, but it won't get you a lot of followers. And the longer it takes you to build something, the longer it'll take take it to like fall down. So if it takes you, you know, five or ten years to build your following and monetize it, you'll probably be around a lot longer than if you just go viral and get a lot of followers from that. So definitely a long term game. Then when it comes to monetizing, I think the best way is to look at what people are asking for. So I would share a lot of reading tips and people would say, hey, do you have like an article about it? And then I would write an article about it. And then people want like, they would continue to ask more questions. And I figured, hey, you know, people are asking for this information. I need a way to monetize. I bring those two together. And that's one of the reasons I wrote a book. And I think that's that's what I look for in what I want to create. So before you create a product, you want to make sure there's actually demand for it. So the best way to see if there's demand for it is actually look at what your customers want and they'll tell you like what you're not doing and what you're missing out on. And that's probably the best way to monetize your audience. Yeah. So I think more on that note is, can you talk first about, you know, how you built this audience around, you know, becoming the book guy, right? Did you just go one day, Hey everyone, I'm the book guy. And people are like, yep, that's it. You know, you're the book guy or did it take you a while you know, what was your path like? Yeah, so I've been building Alex and Books for about three years now, a little bit longer than that. And it just started out me, uh, I enjoyed reading books and I figured I would share the books I'm reading and enjoying with other people. So I created the Instagram account. And then I figured uh, some people wanted more in-depth information. So then I created the alexandbooks.com website. And then I got onto Twitter because I wanted to expand my platform. And I met a lot of great people there that also enjoyed reading. And like I said before, people wanted more reading tips. So that's when I created my book. And this has this hasn't been like an overnight thing. It's been like one step, one step at a time. And it's like a slow, but um, it's a slow process, but it's gaining momentum. 
and people just always uh they would always dm me or comment like hey what should i be reading or can you recommend me a book in this category and that's where kind of like the book guy title came from and i just kind of became known as like alex and books yeah i I love that I, i really love that you know for for others who are who are thinking about you know going down this path you know what are some of the lessons you've learned you know as a creator you know what are things you think you did really well what are things you're like looking back on oh man i wish i did this you know when i started or maybe a year ago when i was you know at a certain point in my uh path so definitely uh one you want to invest in like a good camera or even a good iphone because you want to take good pictures uh whether it's audio i mean whether it's like a just a picture or like a video uh secondly uh definitely you want to start creating video because i remember seeing a stat where it's like over 90% of content created is video. So I just recently started uh, expanding into YouTube and the podcast space where I'm also recording the conversation so I can post it on uh, YouTube. And uh, one of my friends has this great saying, like, you don't want to post and run. So you don't want to be that person that just posts a picture on Instagram or shares a tweet and you never respond to people's comments. So like, you want to build that relationship. You want to get feedback and in- you want to interact with people. So like what I said before, don't look at, at your followers as just like numbers. Look at them as actual people and as as friends. So uh, interact with people you're talking to, and that's probably the best way to build your community. Yeah, it's funny. On, on the YouTube note, you know, for those listening on the podcast, we're actually recording this as a video too, so we can, you know, post it post it on, on, on YouTube as well. But, um, you know, so you're, you're talking about YouTube now. You know, do you think, uh, you know, YouTube is is sort of this uh unexplored category for a lot of folks because you know I'm I'm on Twitter a lot, I'm on Instagram a lot. And despite YouTube's popularity, it seems people until recently weren't really using YouTube for again, quote unquote, this creator economy. Do you think there's a, a huge untapped opportunity there for what we'll call vertical media folks like yourself? Totally. I think if you look at any uh platform, whether it's like a video platform or a social media platform, it's always uh, entertainment comes first and then education comes second. So we've seen we've seen the entertainment wave with vlogs and like pranks and all these other types of, uh, you know, funny videos and entertaining videos. And now you're seeing the education wave coming through. So all these how to videos on YouTube are blowing up and even like super specific niches. Like uh, I saw some guy on uh, Instagram. He has a welding channel that teaches you how to weld. and He has hundreds of thousands of followers. Uh, there's guys on YouTube that will teach you how to, you know, renovate your roof. And he has like hundreds of thousands of uh, subscribers. So I think we're seeing this new wave in uh, platforms where people don't just want entertainment, they want education. I think that's where we come in. So, you know, you're talking about education, you know, I'll just talk about fashion, for example, right? We've seen in the fashion space, all these people are creating beauty brands and, you know, someone like Kim Kardashian's is now valued at a billion dollars. You know, do you think in the education space, folks like you, you're going to create your own brands? I don't know if you thought about maybe you'll start your own publishing company, but, but have you thought about a brand um, instead of, you know, doing sponsorships or partners, you building out your own brand and, and, and selling a product like that? Uh, that's definitely something I'm exploring. Like to, I recently just started my podcast and I'm not going to have sponsors or anything for it because I'm not going to have uh, enough subscribers in the beginning. But one way I'm going to monetize it is by creating my own merchandise. So like t-shirts that I could sell that are related to Alex and Bucks. So that's one way to monetize the audience. But yeah, I think we're seeing more and more people becoming their own brand. 
Like we see David Perel as a writing guy. We see Matt Kobich as like the social media guy. And we're seeing people become their own company. Uh, even if you look at like Tim Ferriss, he, he's his own person. Uh, Joe Rogan's another great example. Uh, Logan Paul on YouTube, he has a whole brand around him with the Maverick Club. So we're seeing more and more of these people become their own business. You know, and what do you think is 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 driving this, right? You know, many people, right, they were always attracted to brands, but brands being a, a corporation, uh, you know, just thinking of something like college, right? People go to Harvard and now, you know, you brought up David Perel. He runs for, for those who don't know out there, something called the Rite of Passage. Instead of going to Harvard, you know, they're going to Rite of Passage and learning from David how to write. You know, why, why that trend? Why is that changing? Well, I think for lack of a better word, maybe uh, corporations and like educational institutions have become greedy or the incentive have just become misaligned. Like you look at education, the cost of tuition has just skyrocketed and the really the value of education really hasn't gotten better. And now we're seeing the rise of like self-education and like online classes. So like instead of going to like an Ivy League school or somewhere to learn how to write, you could take David Perel's class for like, you know, half the cost of it and get a lot more value. And the same thing with books, like you don't have to go to school to become educated. You could read books, you could listen to podcasts. And a lot of this stuff is like free or, or very low cost. And we're seeing this rise of people educating themselves and developing the skills. Like even on YouTube, you could watch how-to videos to, the, to learn how to code instead of going to college to learn how to code. And at the end of the day, that's what people want. They want the skill set. They're not looking for the degree or the signal that you went to college. They just want to be able, they just want to know that Hey, if you could do the job, I really don't care where you went to college. Uh, yeah, so as long as you can do the job, uh, as long as you have the skills to do the job, then you'll get the job regardless of whether or not you went Yeah, to and I think, you know, it's probably a, a good last question to end on. But, you know, you're talking about uh, skill sets, and it seems like the future of, you know, getting hired and education is, is social proof now, right? You know, people used to be worried about, uh, you know, what did someone have on their Facebook page and, and their MySpace page? And instead now they're like, oh, show me your TikTok. And that's why I'll hire you because you have 50,000, you know, TikToks. How, how do you think social proof has played a role in you building your business? And, and why has it been, you know, uh, probably a, a strong contributor in your business? So I think just being, being able to like interact with the authors. So like I started out just going to author events and I would take pictures with the authors and people would always say, oh, that's really cool. And then as my Instagram started growing, uh, authors would actually reach out to me and be like, hey, would you be interested in reading my book? I'll send it to you for free. And that kind of helped build my uh, audience and uh, build my brand. And now I've gotten to the point where I started a podcast. And I'm actually meeting the authors, at least virtually, and having the, that conversation. And it's just like one step of social proof building on top of another. And it's kind of like a positive feedback loop. So you, you'll just continue to grow and grow and grow. And... Yeah, I think, yeah, so as long as you're t taking one step at a time and building on that social proof, you'll build your profile and become known in like that area and gain more cred credibility. And that's only yeah, that's a great answer. I, I really love that. You know, as you know, we wind down, can you tell uh, readers where can they find you? Where can they buy your book? Sure. So if you just go to alexandbooks.com, that's my website. If you're looking for book recommendations or book reviews, you could go there. You could also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Alex and Books. Alex and, Books. and it, uh, if you want to read my book, it's called The Reader's Journey. And you can just click the link in my bio and you'll find it there. And in it, I share a lot of stories about famous readers such as Elon Musk, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, Benjamin Franklin. And I also share practical reading tips like how to make reading fun, how to find great books. 
and uh, just more reading tips in there. So if, if that sounds interesting to you, I definitely. Well, Alex, thanks so much for stopping by the show today. Really appreciate it. And until next time, everybody.